ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So previously we had been discussing the statement Alhamdulillah and today the chapter is going to discuss some of the reasons, some of the greatest reasons requiring a servant to praise Allah. What are some of the greatest of the reasons that require a servant to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon. So with regards to that, there are many ayat in the Qur'an, many narrations in the sunnah, that speak about the great number of blessings of Allah upon His creation, such that it is required of the creation that they praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon. One example is when Allah says in Surah Fatir, number three, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ اذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ O people, remember the blessing of Allah upon you. هَلْ مِنْ خَالِقٍ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ يَرَزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ Is there any creator besides Allah who provides for you from the heavens and the earth? لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّهُ There is no deity worthy of worship in truth except He. فَأَنَّا تُؤْفَكُونَ So where is it that you go? So in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to remember the blessing of Allah upon us. Which blessing? The blessing that Allah created us and provided for us. Because Allah says in the ayah, هَلْ مِنْ خَالِقٍ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ Is there any other creator? who provides for you from the heavens and the earth, from the skies and the ground. Is there any other creator besides Allah who provides for you? And of course, certainly we know there is no other creator besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who provides for us. In another ayah, Luqman, ayah 20, أَلَمْ تَرَوْا أَنَّ اللَّهَ سَخَّرَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Do you not see that Allah has provided for you and created for you and prepared for you what is in the skies and the earth وَأَسْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَاهُ and Allah has bestowed upon you His blessings, ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنَةً 
apparent and hidden, open and concealed from all of the various forms of the blessings that Allah has bestowed upon you. In Surah An-Nahl, ayah number 53, Allah says, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ And whatever you have from the blessings, then it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ And whatever you have from the blessings, then it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in Surah Ibrahim, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا If you count, you try to count the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you would not be able to do so. فَنِعَمُ اللَّهِ عَلَى عِبَادِهِ كَثِيرًا مُتَنَوِّعًا So the blessings of Allah upon His creation are multiple. The blessings of Allah upon His creation are many and varied. وَكُلُّ نِعْمَةٍ مِنْهَا مُوجِبَةٍ لِحَمْدِ الْمُنْعِمِ سُبْحَانَهِ And every blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, every single one of them, then it necessitates that the servants are grateful and praise Allah upon it. وَكَمَا أَنَّ أَسْبَابَ الْحَمْدِ وَمُوجِبَاتِهِ مُتَنَوِّعًا مُتَعَدِّدًا فَكَذَلِكَ الْحَمْدُ تَنَوَّعْ بِتَنَوِّعِهَا وَكَثُرَ بِكَثْرَتِهَا وَقَدْ فَصَّلَ ابْنُ الْقَيِّمْ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهَ الْحَدِيثِ عَنْ هَذَا النَّوْعِ فِي كِتَابِهِ طَرِيقِ الْهِجْرَتَيْنِ وَذَكَرَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهَ أَنَّ هَذَا النَّوْعِ مِنَ الْحَمْدِ حَمْدُ النِّعْمِ وَالْآلَاءِ مَشْهُودٌ لِلْخَلِيقَةِ بَرِّهَا وَفَاجِرِهَا مُؤْمِنِهَا وَكَافِرِهَا مِنْ جَزِيلِ مَوَاهِبِ وَسَعَةِ عَطَايَاهُ وَكَرِيمِ أَيَادِيهِ So, there are multiple different types of blessings, and that therefore means there are multiple different opportunities and requirements at different circumstances for different things for the servant to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon and with regards to all of those different blessings, then no doubt these blessings from Allah, if a person recognizes them and attributes them back to Allah, then that brings a level of joy and happiness to the heart of the believer, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the merciful, the kind and the generous who has bestowed upon him all of that which he could not have achieved himself alone and such that in the hadith it mentions do not look to those who are above you rather look to those who are below you even if you think you have not been given enough blessings because you see others who are higher and have greater blessings than you 
Then look below you and see those who have even less than what you have been given. And you will realize exactly how much you have been given. You will realize exactly how much Allah has bestowed upon you. And so when a person recognizes all of these blessings, it is a means to fortify you and strengthen you against sinning. A person who recognizes all of these great blessings that Allah has bestowed upon him, then that strengthens you in wanting to be grateful to Allah and therefore staying away from the sins and the evils and the haram. Because to show your gratitude for the blessings you've been given, one of the greatest means in doing that is obedience. To show your gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings that you have been given, one of the greatest methods of doing that is obedience to Allah. When you obey Allah, then you are being grateful to Allah. But if you disobey Allah, then that is a sign you are not thankful for the blessings that Allah has placed upon you. The one who disobeys Allah is not being grateful and thanking Allah for the blessings Allah has bestowed upon him. So, these blessings, when a person ponders over them, then it strengthens you, knowing how much Allah has blessed you with, and therefore helps you to increase in your iman also, and to stay away from the haram and the sinning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions to us in the Qur'an with regards to all of these great blessings and with regards to praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that there are multiple different reasons for doing so. Another one of those great reasons to praise Allah is that Allah is the all-forgiving and the merciful when you do fall into sins and errors and wrongs. That a person when he falls into sinning and wronging and falls into error, then he knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives if you truly and sincerely repent. And he knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the merciful to his creation. And so Allah mentions in the Quran, in one ayah, وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ And repent to Allah, all of you, O believers. Repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in another ayah, يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ O my servants who have wronged themselves, do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. My servants who have wronged themselves, do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله And in another ayah, Allah tells us, that He is close to us. And so we should make the dua 
and call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِي إِذَا دَعَانٌ But if they ask you about me, then tell them I am close and I answer the dua of the one who calls upon me. In another ayah, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عُبُدُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبَلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O you people, worship your Lord, the one who created you and created those who came before you. Worship him لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may achieve piety. So that you may achieve righteousness and piety. الذي جعل لكم الأرض فراشا والسماء بناء وأنزل من السماء ماء فأخرج به من الثمرات رزقا رزقا لكم فلا تجعلوا لله أندادا وأنتم تعلمون Allah tells us then the reason why we need to praise Him and worship Him. Allah mentions, He is the one الذي جعل لكم الأرض فراشا He is the one who has made this earth as a flat plain for you. Allah has made this earth as a living place for you, as a flat plain of land for you. And he is the one who made as-sama'a bina'an, the sky as a canopy above you. He is the one who made the earth a land for you to reside upon, and made the sky a canopy, as a canopy over you. وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ And he is the one, who sent down the rain from the skies for you. Anzala mina He sent down the rain from the skies for you. Fa And so with that rain Allah brought out the fruit and the vegetations from the ground as sustenance and provisions for you. He brought out the sustenance and the provisions for you. فَأَخْرَجَ بِهِ Allah brought out from the ground with that rain مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ رِزْقًا لَكُمْ From the various fruits as a provision for you and sustenance for you. فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا So do not make لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ do not make any partners alongside Allah. Andad, jam'unid, meaning partners and equals. Do not make any partners alongside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, about the incident 
which occurred when he created Adam alayhi salam. وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسِ كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ فَفَسَقَ عَنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّهِ And when we said to the angels, prostrate to Adam. And so they prostrated, except Iblis. He was from the jinn and he was rebellious against the command of his Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam with his own two hands. It's in the Qur'an, Allah mentioned, He created Adam alayhi salam, لِمَا خَلَقْتُ Created him with my two hands. And yet Iblis refused to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam. And so then Allah mentions Iblis was from the jinn and rebellious against the command of Allah. He was not from the grateful He was not from those who thanked Allah, but he was rebellious against the command of Allah. أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِن دُونِي وَهُمْ لَكُمْ عَدُوا بِئْسَ لِلظَّالِمِينَ بَدَلًا Allah says in the Qur'an, are you going to take him, Iblis and his offspring, as protectors besides me? You wish to take the shayateen as your protectors, as your awliya, besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in so many places Allah informed us not to take the shaytan as a wali, not to take sides with iblis, not to take any helpers or supporters from them. لا تتخذوا منهم ولا do not take any protector from them, nor any helper from them. Do not side with and fall into the traps of the shaitan, the one who was not grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead, he was rebellious against the command of Allah. قال ابن القيم فتحت هذا الخطاب إني عاديت إبليس وطردته من سماء وباعدته من قربي ابن القيم he says I opened up فتحت هذا الخطاب when he says that Allah سبحانه وتعالى expelled إبليس لعنه الله Allah expelled and cursed إبليس he was cursed. Iblis cursed by Allah. And the meaning of being cursed, having the la'na of Allah upon you, is that you are separated and distanced from the mercy of Allah. You are separated and distanced from the mercy of Allah. And Allah told us in the Quran, La'anahu Allah. Allah cursed him. And then shaitan says, or he seeks and requests from Allah to allow him space until the day of judgment. And so he's given that as a test and a trial upon mankind. And so Iblis mentions, as Allah tells us in the Quran, 
how he will try to misguide the people. وَلَأُضِلَّنَّهُمْ وَلَأُمَنِّيَنَّهُمْ I will misguide them and I will give them these false hopes and aspirations into misguidance. And that is the objective of shaitan, the one who is not grateful to Allah. So a believer must be careful that he is not taken in by the whisperings of a shaitan, the one who envied our father Adam alayhi salam and refused to prostrate to him. When Allah said, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسِ أَبَا وَاسْتَكْبَرَ وَكَانَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ When we said to the angels, prostrate to Adam, and they all prostrated, except Iblis, Abba wastakbara. He refused, and he was arrogant and haughty. Abba wastakbara wakana min al kafirin, and he was from the disbelievers. He refused, and he was arrogant and haughty, and he was from the disbelievers because of his envy of Adam alayhi salam. And that's why the scholars mentioned. Envy first started from Iblis. This jealousy and envy. The first one who did that was Iblis. He was jealous and envious of Adam salam Because he believed he is superior to Adam. He believed that because Allah had created him from fire, خَلَقْتَنِي min nar. As it mentions in the Quran, Iblis says, Allah, you created me from fire. وَخَلَقْتَهُ مِنْ طِينَ And you created him from clay. So Iblis thought he was better and superior and higher than Adam salam, And he envied the nobility Allah had given to Adam and told them all to prostrate to him, believing he was better than him. But the reality is, as one of the scholars mentioned, Fire is not better than the soil and the clay. If you put fire on top of the soil and the clay, it will burn that area of the ground and the vegetation of that ground will burn and die. But eventually it will grow back. But if you put the soil on top of the fire, the fire will extinguish and it will not come back. So the soil is more powerful than the fire. You put the soil and the clay on top of the fire, the fire goes out, dead, extinguished. Whereas the fire, if it goes on top of the clay and the soil, it will burn it, but eventually that will still grow back. And it will come back and it will grow again in that area. So it is incorrect to think that the fire is superior to clay in the first place. So as Shaykh Abdurrahman al-Sa'adi, in his tafsir, he mentioned, this was a mistake from Iblis thinking that he is superior to Adam because he is created from fire, and Adam is created from clay, that is not a means of superiority for him. So here, it is highlighting, that a person must be careful from the plots of the shaitan, from the plans of the shaitan, and to maintain his remembrance of Allah, to maintain his praise of Allah, to remember and recognize all of those great number of blessings Allah has placed upon him, all the rizq that Allah has given him, so that he maintains his worship and obedience, and refrains from evil and sinning and disobedience against Allah. 
In other ayat, Allah highlights to us again some of the reasons and causes for our praise of Him, that we should praise Him. In one of those examples, Allah says, يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسْرَ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسْرَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants ease for you and does not want difficulty and burden upon you. Allah does not want difficulty and burden upon you. Allah wants ease for you. And so this is another indicator. And Allah mentions, يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُبَيِّنَ لَكُمْ وَيَهْدِيَكُمْ سُنَنَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to clarify to you and to guide you to the pathways of those before you. وَيَتُوبَ عَلَيْكُمْ And to have to, uh, forgive you. وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ حَكِيمٌ وَاللَّهُ يُرِيدُ أَنْ يَتُوبَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَيُرِيدُ الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ الشَّهَوَاتِ أَنْ تَمِيلُوا مَيْلًا عَظِيمًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to forgive you. Accept your tawbah, but those who follow their desires, الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ shahawat, the ones who follow their desires, they want you and tamilu maylan azima, that you become misguided a great amount. يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَنْ يُخَفِّفَ عَنْكُمْ وَخُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا Allah wants to forgive you. Allah wants to make it easy for you. أَنْ يُخَفِّفَ عَنْكُمْ to lighten things for you. Allah wants to lighten things for you. And one of the reasons, وَخُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا Mankind has been created weak. Mankind has been created weak. Also Allah tells us, when He mentioned to us, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ that I did not create the jinn or the humans except for them to worship me. Allah then tells us straight away afterwards in the next ayah, مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ That I do not want them to provide for me, to feed me. When Allah tells us He has created us to worship Him, he then clarifies and tells us further, it's not because I require anything from you. Not telling you or commanding you or having created you to worship me because I am in need of your worship. Allah is not in need of our worship. So Allah tells us, it's not that I need any sustenance or provisions from you. Not that I need any sustenance or provisions from you. إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the الرَّزَّاق. He is the one who provides for His creation. Not that He requires His creation to provide for Him. So Allah tells us He created us to worship Him, and not because He needs anything from us, not because He requires our worship, rather He is the one who provides for us. He is the one who gives us. And in further ayat, Allah mentions, فَمَنِ اهْتَدَى فَإِنَّمَا يَهْتَدِي لِنَفْسِهِ 
وَمَنْ ظَلَّ فَإِنَّمَا يَظِلُّ عَلَيْهَا That whomsoever is guided, he is guided upon himself. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides that individual guidance is from Allah. And that is one of the greatest reasons also to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He guided you to Islam. And many people, they have not been guided to Islam. He guided you to the truth. And many people have not been guided to the truth. And then, in the chapter which follows, it mentions, Hamdullahi huwa afdalu ni'm. The praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest of blessings. Praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is from the greatest of blessings. لَا رَيْبَ فِي عِظَمِ شَأْنِ الْحَمْدِ وَجَلَالَةِ قَدْرِهِ وَكَثْرَةِ ثَوَابِهِ So no doubt how great an act of worship it is to praise Allah. And how noble an act of worship that is and how great the reward is for that. And we've already come across some of the narrations regarding that. One of those is ثَبَتَ فِي الصَّحِيحِ أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ كَانَ إِذَا رَفَعَ رَأْسَهُ من الركوع يقول that when the Prophet ﷺ used to raise his head from the ruku' coming out of the ruku' he would say رَبَّنَا وَلَكَ الْحَمْدِ مِلْأَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْأَ الْأَرْضِ وَمِلْأَ مَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ بَعْدِ أَهْلَ الثَّنَاءِ وَالْمَجْدِ أَحَقُّ مَا قَالَ الْعَبْدِ وَكُلُّنَا لَكَ عَبْدِ لَا مَانِعَ لِمَا أَعْطَيْتْ وَلَا مُعْطِيَ لِمَا مَنَعَتْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُ ذَا الْجَدِّ مِنْكَ الْجَدِّ In this hadith we came across it before that the Prophet ﷺ when raising up from the ruku' he would say رَبَّنَا وَلَكَ الْحَمْدِ Our Lord all praise is for you and the praise of the fill of the heavens and the earth and the fill of whatever you will after that that you are deserving of the praise and it is the most deserving of what a servant says the most deserving thing that a servant says is the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is a general statement and there are other general statements of this nature. For example, when the Prophet said, La mani alima a'atayt, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, then no one can prevent that. No one can prevent what has been decreed for you. No one can prevent what has been apportioned for you. And neither can anyone give you what has not been decreed for you. Neither can anyone give you what has not been decreed for you. So both ways, no one can stop something if it's been decreed for you. And no one can give you something if it has not been decreed for you. In one of the narrations it says, وَلَوْ اجْتَمَعَ النَّاسِ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكَ 
If all of the people got together to benefit you and do something good for you, they would not be able to do so unless it was something Allah had decreed for you. And the same on the other side in the hadith it is mentioned, وَلَوْ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَذُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَذُرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ if all of them got together to harm you, they would not be able to harm you unless it was something Allah had decreed upon you. So a person when he thinks about those affairs and he knows that everything is in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything is under the control of Allah. Nobody else can do something if it is not in the decree of Allah. The decree that was written 50,000 years before the creation of the heavens and the earth, all of that which is to occur till the day of judgment. And that's why patience is one of the greatest virtues for a believer. And Allah told us it is one of the means of salvation for a believer. When you think about Surah Al-Asr, Wal-Asr, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ That by time all of mankind is in loss. They are lost. Except for those who have iman and they do the righteous actions and they enjoin the good, counsel each other upon the truth, and they enjoin upon one another patience. And that's why some of the scholars, they said, patience is the key to all of the rest of the factors. Patience is the key to your iman. Patience is the key to your righteous actions. Patience is the key to calling to the truth. Without patience, a person becomes impatient, no patience, and so he cannot continue upon the obedience to Allah. Patience is needed in the obedience to Allah. That's why the scholars, they say there is three there are three types of patience. As-sabru ala ta'atillah. Patience upon the obedience to Allah. To do worship, you must remain patient. To wake up for fajr, to pray the isha late, to do other acts of worship, you must keep yourself patient and continue and persist upon those acts of worship. Someone who becomes impatient, loses their patience, then they won't continue on their worship. So, as-sabru ala ta'atillah, to be patient upon worshipping Allah. And then secondly, as-sabru an maharimillah, to be patient in staying away from the haram that Allah has declared as haram requires patience to stay away from it. A person cannot be patient, they'll just go and do all of the different haram things. So you must be patient and keep yourself patient and not fall into the haram and not go towards the haram. 
And the third type of patience, as-sabru ala aqdar illahi al-mu'lima. Patience upon the difficulties of the decree. No doubt there are going to be days and times in your life of difficulty, of worry, of concern, of sadness. It happens. وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا بَيْنَ النَّاسِ As Allah said, those are the days that we change around between the people. There will be days of happiness and joy, and there will be days of sadness and grief and difficulty. But when those times of difficulty come, then a person needs to demonstrate patience at those times, Patience upon the difficulties of the decree is one of the levels of patience. Knowing that whatever has been decreed, it is from Allah. And so you raise your hands and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He removes you from that difficulty you have found yourself in. And we know Allah removes the difficulty from a person. وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Allah says, Whomsoever fears Allah, then Allah will make a way out for that person. And Allah said, إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى With the difficulty comes the ease. With the difficulty comes the ease. You remain patient. You make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and insha'Allah after that difficulty Allah brings for you ease and takes you out of that difficulty into comfort and happiness once again. And a person does not know when that will occur and how it will occur because all of the affair it returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Everything is in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like some of the munafiqoon, they did not want to go out in battle with the believers. They did not want to go out in battle with the believers. And when the believers went and some of them were killed, they began saying, if they had stayed with us and listened to us, they wouldn't have got killed. لَوْ أَطَاعُونَا مَا قُتِلُوا If they obeyed us, they wouldn't have been killed. But then Allah tells us in the Qur'an, tells us that regardless of whether they went out or they remained, regardless of whether they went out and fought or they remained here, when death has been decreed upon a person, wherever it has been decreed, it will come. Wherever a person is, whether you are in your homes, death will come to you staying back with you in your homes. Or out there, and perhaps a person goes out there and doesn't die and comes back, and the one stays in his home and he dies in his home. So they were rebuked in the Qur'an. They were rebuked in the Qur'an. Death will come to you. Do not say if they stayed with us, they would have been okay. Al-amru kulluhu lillah. All of the affair returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why in one of the narrations in Sahih Muslim, I believe, 
The Prophet said, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uka wa la ta'jiz. Strive for that which benefits you. Keep working hard for the goodness. And don't become lazy and weak. And in the narration later on in the same hadith it says, وَإِنْ أَصَابَكَ شَيْءٍ فَلَا تَقُلْ لَوْ أَنِّي فَعَلْتُ كَذَا وَكَذَا لَكَانَ كَذَا وَكَذَا If something happens to you, the hadith says, if something happens to you, something bad, then don't say, ah, if only I had done such and such, then it wouldn't have been like this. Hadith, it says, if something happens to you, don't start saying, if only I had done this, or if only I had done that, then it would have turned out like this, and it would have turned out like that. Don't start saying that. Because the hadith then says, Because when you start saying, if only this, and if only that, and if only I'd done this, all of that opens up the door for the shaitan to come onto you. Opens up the door to the shaitan, and then it will never stop. You will carry on thinking, if only this, if only I should have done this, and if only I should have gone there, and if only I shouldn't have gone there, and if only, if only completely consumes you. Completely takes over you. Shaitan, his whisperings completely take over you. It opens the door to the shaitan. Hadith says, فَإِنَّ لَوْ تَفْتَحُ عَمَلَ الشَّيْطَانِ when you start saying, if only, if only, it opens up to the shaitan. It opens up to the workings of the shaitan to occur for you now. Whisperings of the shaitan to enter upon you. So a person does not become weak like that. Recognizes that everything is in the control of Allah. When the people came to the Prophet wasallam and they said that the kuffar, they've gathered a huge army against you. الَّذِينَ قَالَ لَهُمْ النَّاسُ إِنَّ النَّاسَ قَدْ جَمَعُوا لَكُمْ That the people, they have gathered an army upon you. What did they say? When they were told the people have gathered an army against you, they simply said, "Zadahum imanan, wa hasbunallahu wakil." It increased them in iman. Increased them in iman, and they said, "Hasbunallahu wakil." Allah is enough for us. Whatever they are doing, Allah is enough for us, and He is the best of protectors. Allah is enough for us, and He is the best of protectors. And their iman increased. The iman did not decrease. The enemies are coming with an army against you and they're going to kill you. Their iman increased when the people told them this. And they said, Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. Allah is enough for us and the best of protectors. And that's exactly how all of the prophets and messengers were. Ibrahim alayhi salam. In the hadith, which there is some discussion over its authenticity, but when he was placed upon the fire, some of the scholars, they narrate a hadith where Jibreel came to him and said, Can I help you in any way? And he said, Hasbi Allah wa ni'mal wakil. He said, No, Allah is enough for me and the best of protectors. There's nothing you can do for me here. And the same with Musa alayhi salam. When they were at the sea and Pharaoh was chasing behind them, 
And the people said, Inna la mudrakun. The people said to Pharaoh, that's it, we've been caught. He said to them, no, do not grieve. Allah is with us. And certainly Allah was with them and saved them from the disbelievers. And the Prophet wasallam, the last messenger, how many different occasions in the seerah, different things happened. And with that trust and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ease was made for him. And the difficulty was removed from him. And victory was given to them over the disbelievers. Victory was given to them in the battle of Badr over the disbelievers. Even though the disbelievers were a great amount in their number compared to what the Muslims were. From their iman and trust and tawakkul in Allah. So a person needs to remember these things when we talk about the praise of Allah and we talk about Alhamdulillah. It's not something you just say as a routine robotically. You just say Alhamdulillah anytime and you don't even think about what you're saying or why you're saying it. But think about what the blessing is and why it is deserving to be praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the section we'll conclude upon today. And we now have four weeks before Ramadan. There are four weeks left now before Ramadan. So what we are going to do, inshallah, is a four-week course for the next four weeks on a small book about Ramadan, about the fiqh of Ramadan, the rulings of Ramadan, how to spot the new moon and those rulings about fasting and what breaks your fast, what doesn't break your fast. Lots of different topics about fasting, about i'tikaf, about Laylatul Qadr. We'll try to do as many of the topics as we can regarding Ramadan over the next four weeks up until Ramadan begins, inshallah. So that's what we'll be starting with from next week. The Ramadan classes for four weeks. Any questions up to there then? In that case, we'll conclude upon that for today and we'll resume next week, inshallah, with that Ramadan book.